You're listening to the Robert Hartley Games Master Podcast. The following is audio from my interactive tabletop role-playing game series, Twitch Tales, which plays out through my Twitch channel, Robert Hartley GM. The chat act as a hive mind collective to control the actions of the main character while all of the NPCs in the wider world is controlled by me. Enjoy. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 44 of Twitch Tales. Where did we leave off in episode 43? Well... Uh, you had just tried to trigger a trap to... Oh, that was some uh, unintended alliteration there. You had tried to trigger a trap to trap the terror that was ter- terrifying the uh, uh, t- town, terrifying the town of Fondurg, uh in the, in the shape of a green dragon. The green dragon, Lucifreak, had demanded a sacrifice um, to appease him for the sake of you killing some of his half-dragon offspring. And you, as Apis, for various reasons, decided to be that off- to be that offering, to be that bait, as part of a trap. So you, uh, you, 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 we started last session with you out there um, in your in your rope, uh, having realised that you'd been outmatched and outwitted, and the the dragon had no intention of ever turning up to claim his reward. Instead, he sent one of his uh, offspring, one of his eldest sons. A, uh, a half green boar, a half green dragon giant boar, who came out of the forest and told you, "Father's chosen one of his own." Uh, he didn't get to choose which of his children you killed, and you don't get to choose either. Father's chosen his own. And then there was a scream from the south of town, and Apis had to quickly make the decision. Oh boy, do we go? Uh, do we all run back to town and ignore this half dragon boar? Do we stay here and fight, but? leave the town to their own devices against this dragon. Ah, what do we do? What do we do? We decided that we were going to keep a an assassin, a small, tight assassin group with us. Everybody else, though, uh, forgoes the, the, the uh, trap and heads back to the village, the, the town of Fondurg, to deal with that. So Apis and a, a couple of select others stuck around, attacked the boar before he could run. Um, the boar... Uh, apparently was not meant to attack you it was just meant to trigger the trap and leave but the boar was quite headstrong and stubborn uh, stubborn as a boar um, and attacked you why we know that that was the plan in the first place is that we heard it being shouted to him in draconic from uh, another half sibling of his a half green a half green dragon giant crow that flew overhead and said you stupid idiot we're not meant to be getting into a fight right now and so the crow was kind of pulled into the fight as well. And through a very um, tight cer- series of circumstances where lots of our uh, allies were seriously wounded, uh, but none died, thankfully, um, we managed to come out victorious in killing the half-green dragon boar and the half-green dragon crow, which is going to put a significant damper on this uh, this green dragon's army that he's trying to build up, because those were quite clearly two two of his powerful generals, as it were. So, upon turning around after the fight, making sure that all of our allies were conscious again and safe, including our companion, a giant bee called Mel, uh, we, we healed up Mel, we, um, we, we managed to get everybody back to consciousness, and then we turned around just in time to see, disappearing into the night sky, Lucifreak, the, half, the, the green dragon, flying away, and with our nat 20 perception at the time, we managed to see through the darkness to the glinting that uh, denoted some body hanging from his claws. And he had obviously chosen somebody and 
whether they were alive or dead, or even male, female, other, human, dwarf, we couldn't make out any details at all other than the fact that we can just about see through the darkness that he had taken somebody and disappeared into the forest. We hunters marked a rat running away as well. Yes, thank you for the reminder. So there was one giant, one green dragon giant rat that, that survived the entire fight with us and decided to nope out of there. <laughs> And so we hunters marked him and sort of let him disappear off into the forest, hoped that he's running back to the, the the dragon's lair, and we kind of used our hunter's mark to maintain concentration on that rat to um, to have a better idea of which direction it should uh, the lair should be. And that's where we pick up. It is uh, past dusk. It is now into the uh, twilight time of day of um, of the twelfth of Altabris. Five days before Apis's birthday, just as a wee reminder there. What do you want to do? You are just north of the town of Fondurg, just after a dragon is attacked. There is chaos as much as you would expect. There is screaming and crying and all sorts of sounds coming from the town it's, uh, the town proper. What do you guys want to do? Lucifreak is now our arch nemesis, it appears. It's, it, seems, it seems that way, yep. It seems Apis and green dragons have quite the history. Almost like it's a theme that Robert's put into a story to craft an interesting story around. <laughs> oh, good idea, Batmurp. So we um, we first first thing we do is we thank Altamez, the god of the hunt, uh, for the hunt with the crossed arrows, as we do. We collect uh, as many of our arrows as we can. Now that's a good point. We had twenty-two arrows. Can anybody tell me how many arrows we fired during that fight? It was quite a lot because we have extra attack and we can fire twice per round. Does anybody know? Was it somewhere around 10? Somewhere around that? Was it 8, Faye? It was at least 6, I know that much. Was it 8? I'll say, I'll, I'll say 8. So we are down to... Uh, and the reason that the arrows are in blue in our inventory below us here is that they are plus 1 damage arrows. They are masterwork arrows. They have a plus 1 to uh, damage but not to attack. Or is it the other way around? I always, for some reason, get this mistaken in my head. Um... So I will have us if we are in no uh, if we are in no um, rush to get back to town, then we can take our time to try and find these arrows, and that will determine the DC of actually finding them all. Otherwise, if we are in a bit of rush and we want to get into town, that will uh, that will account for the, how difficult it will be to find them all. What do we What do we think? How long do you want to spend looking for your arrows after the fight? Plus one to attack, but not to damage. Is that right? Yes, of course it is. I've got to remember this. It's plus one to attack because it's made out of manticore teeth. The, the arrowhead is made out of manticore teeth. So it's more likely to pierce armor, but it's not likely to do more damage because if an arrow is striking into you, it's still doing the same amount of damage. It's not magical arrows, so it's not doing any more magical damage. It's, it's just more likely to hit. We should take a token from the crow too. We do have a dead body of a crow somewhere up north, uh, somewhere a little north to us as well, like a few hundred feet or so to the north as it was flying away with its last few hit points. We managed to get an arrow right through the back of its head. So the poll that has just gone live is how long do we spend looting or looking for arrows, uh, recovering our arrows? Uh, looting, the beasts don't have any like pouches or items or anything on them, but they, they are half green dragon, so they might have a magical properties if you wanted to take scales and things, you can. And the options are less than five minutes, five to 15, 15 to 30, 30 to 45, or more than 45 minutes. The longer you spend looking for things, the less the DC is of like finding them all, the more likely you are to actually find all of your arrows again. 
but the longer you are out on the north of town while other people are dealing with what's going on in town. If you only spend five minutes looking for stuff or less than five minutes looking for stuff, then it's going to be quite a high DC for you to actually find them all. Um, and, uh, and you're probably not going to be able to loot any of the dragon scales in that time. It will take more than five minutes to harvest some usable dragon scales from their hide because it's not just like they're stuck onto their body with Prit stick. You've got to like hack them off with daggers and things while keeping them actually preserved enough to use. How long would it take to generally go over each of the ones we shot? Um, I mean, like a few minutes, because like it's not just as simple as go to them, press A to collect, you get your arrow back. This is a more real world situation where the arrow is embedded deeply into them and you have to kind of wiggle without breaking the shaft of the arrow and try not to damage the fletching as you're, as you're pulling it out by the, by the fletching. All that sort of stuff. So it does take time to extract an arrow from a body generally speaking, especially if you've shot the the, uh, the the boar in the neck and then it's kind of like collapsed onto it. If you want that arrow back, it takes time to like manipulate and cut it free and all that sort of stuff. To get to the crow would take probably about five minutes just to get to the crow because it, it was flying away from you with a dash and it was like, uh, from memory, it was like a couple hundred feet away when it, when it was killed and then it plummeted down into the undergrowth bushes somewhere to the north. And that's if the arrow isn't already broken, which I know a couple of them were because we rolled, I think we rolled a nat one on one of them, so one of them would have shattered on impact. All right, so with 51% of the vote, Apis's mind is in two, is in, uh, let's see, what was the vote like? Some people saying 5 to 15, some most said 15 to 30. Um, so Apis is in, like, we're, we're, Apis wants to rush, but they want to take their time to actually get the stuff back as well. They know that the there are enough people, competent people, in the town of Fonderg. There are knights, high-level knights of Kavosna. There are uh, arcanists. There are druids. There's a mayor that's dealing with stuff as well. So whatever's going on, they can deal with that, I'm sure. Apis instead takes their time to um, to uh, to in to investigate for their... Um, for their arrows and whatnot. So, behind me in this dice tray here, I'm gonna grab Apis's sparkly gem die. And I'm gonna roll you an investigation check. Um, I'm gonna just set the DC. If you're spending 15 to 30 minutes looking, what is it gonna be? You, you shot eight arrows. Okay. Uh, in your investigation, you are not proficient with investigation. You can see in your skills box, uh, you don't have investigation, so it's just going to be a plus three from your intelligence. 19, 19 plus three, that's a 22. 22 to look for your arrows and whatnot. Uh, with, uh, with a maximum of 30 minutes to look for arrows and loot, I'll say that you get back six of your seven possible arrows. One of them broke on impact. Uh, and when you go to look for that one, uh, the one that shattered, you can't even find the um, the arrowhead for it. It might have embedded itself into a, a tree trunk or something before the arrow shaft smashed. So you get back six of your uh, eight arrows that you fired, which is very good. All right. Um, you also have a little time during that time to, uh, to, invest, to uh, investigate the bodies for various different body parts. Now, we won't get uh, a lot of things. We do manage to get over to the crow within that time. We get our arrows back from the ones that we shot through its skull. Uh, a few other parts of its body we managed to find, get a couple of things back from that. Um, and we, we can also pluck a couple of feathers easily enough. But if you want, if you want scales, it'll take a little bit more work to, uh, to harvest. 
what what exactly are we looking for from any of these bodies? Are we looking for just crow feathers? Are we wanting the boar's tusks? Are we wanting scales? Are we wanting vials of blood? What is what do people want from these uh, these creatures? Say a quick prayer over the crow. That's a good idea. So when we pull the the um, uh, the, the, the arrow back out of the crow's skull. Um, it's going to need a little a little extra work to its fletching, it seems, but uh, you pluck a few more of these giant crow feathers and you can use those as fletching for your arrows e easily enough. Um, you also are reminded that before this uh, this this trap was tr triggered, you said a prayer to the god of hunting, Ultimas, uh, to try and um, to try and guide your hunt and 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 bless your hunt. And it seems it seems he has your final arrow to take down this crow as it was retreating was perfectly aimed. Um, and so you cross a couple of the arrows over, over the body of the um, the crow, uh, being that crossed arrows is one of uh, Ultimaz's symbols. And you say a little prayer to him. I'm just going to roll a, um, a religion check just to see how well you can sort of pay deference in the way that he appreciates. That one's cocked. Uh, it's basically the same number. Five. Five plus your religion modifier would be three, so eight. Uh, your adrenaline's up and you're not really focused on Ultimaz so much as... Um, getting your arrows back and reclaiming. So you, you, you're sort of going through the motions of thanking him for the hunt, but you don't really feel like your heart was in it so much. Uh, what do people want? Let's see, let's see, let's see. Get tokens from both the big boys, so we've, we can easily get um, uh, feathers from the crow as a token. Take the heads as trophies. Heads is going to take more than 30 minutes to, uh, to loot, so... Um, with the time that you decided to spend on this, uh, Apis thinks about taking the heads, but decides it's not going to—it's going to take them too long. Um, Bore tusks—you could crack out a tusk. You, I could say—I'd say that you can—you can get back the arrows you got, get two and back from the uh, crow, and you can crack away one bore tusk if you wanted. <laughs> a beak for a hat. <laughs> Take a scaly feather and a tusk minimum. Crow feathers and bore tusks. Okay, most people say in feathers and tusk, feathers and tusk. Uh, how large is the crow? It's a, its body is that of a... Um, the crow's body would be that of about a sheep, um, and then the wing's obviously large enough to uh, to hold hold up a creature of that size. All right, so we make our way back. Uh, it's, a, it's approaching the half an hour mark um, as we get back to the boar's body. It's probably like 25 minutes that we've been out here doing this stuff. And so we take out our... Uh, hunting knife that we have somewhere beneath. There we are, over down in that corner there. Um, and I will roll you a survival check to see how well you can harvest this boss task. You can see in our skill box that we are proficient in survival. Ten. Ten plus, three, uh, ten plus two from wisdom plus another three from survival is fifteen. A fifteen on the survival check is enough to get out one of the tusks uh, pr without breaking it. You s stab down into the gums of this... Um, uh, this boar and managed to stab down on both sides, cut away the enough of the the the, um, the gums and sort of wiggle it back and forth until it loosens up and then out comes this uh, huge boar tusk, and you can uh, you can add that. I will make a note to add boar tusk to our our um, our inventory below us and crow feathers, and this is now at the uh, thirty minute mark. So you. Um, you leave the rest of it to be dealt with by the Knights of Kvostra and all the druids or arcanists or whoever is whoever's job it is to deal with dead monsters outside of the town. Um, and it's now 
de definitively night. Uh, the twilight period is pretty much over and you, um, you're uh, standing in darkness. Thankfully, as a dwarf, you have dark vision, so you, um, you don't worry too much. You approach the, the town gates and there's been a couple of guards standing on the town gates uh, watching you do this. And so they see you approach and open the gates for you. You are led into the town of Fondurg. And it's a lot less chaos happening right now. It's a lot less riot, riotous. Um, it's definitely in the aftermath of an attack rather than the, um, the, the, the immediate uh, attack. By which I mean that there's not any bodies you can see. There's not even any green haze that you can see. You remember from first-hand experience, you have you have returned to a town that has been in the aftermath of a, a green dragon attack about three years ago, in a uh, prelude to the um, a prelude to the, the the campaign. Apis lost their whole village and family to a, a an ancient green dragon. Sorry, an old green dragon. I don't want to say ancient because I don't want to specify the, the age of this dragon yet. Um, yeah, Apis doesn't know. It's just a very big green, green dragon. And so you know kind of first-hand experience of what it's like to return to a village that has been decimated by such a, a, an attack. Um, and Fonda is not showing the signs of that. There's a lot of distressed people. There's a lot of people crying on the streets and there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of Knights, uh, Knights of Kvosna town guards, um, trying to move people along and trying to um, uh, comfort people. There's also quite a lot of people who are trying to leave the town uh, gates, and when you were let into the town gates, uh, there had to be the, the gate was only opened a crack for you to enter because on the other side there are people with carts and horses and things trying to leave, and the people in the town, the town's guards on the town gates, are saying no. Nobody leaves, nobody leaves. So you are now in the town of Fondo proper, what do you want to do? Do you want to go anywhere in particular? Who do you want to talk to? Where do you want to deliver your items to? Are you just keeping them for yourself? It's over to you guys, what do you, what do you do? On this evening, this late evening. Why can't they leave? Um, well, if you wish to stay and listen to the reasons that the guards are giving as to why they can't leave, there are some quite angry and irate people that are pushing against the guards saying like, "Get, let us go, let us go. You can choose to stay here and listen to that and and learn why these people aren't being allowed to leave. Head in the direction we saw the dragon fl uh, take off from. Um, we did not see the dragon take off, we just saw it flying. So we can see that we can kind of head in the direction that it was coming from but it was coming from the town like it was coming well it was flying over the town so we don't know exactly know where it was it was quite clearly not beelining away when we saw it flying it was sort of meandering to uh, to show an intimidating presence over the town so it's the direction the origin of where it had taken off from was not clear to us we could sell our services as healers if there were people around with wounds um, well, we look around uh, Medio Man and we, we see nobody with wounds. We see some distressed people. There are some very angry, uh, upset, distraught people on, in the town, but nobody seems to be injured. Nobody is coughing up or, or spewing up poisonous guts. Or, like, there's no injuries we can see. Okay, let's try to find out who the dragon took. Who, who do you wish to find that out from, though? So you're just going to ask people on the streets or what? Go to the knights or the mayor. Okay. Who do we want to go to? The knights, the mayor, or somebody else? Most people saying the knights, so Apis is going to... In, they're in lots of minds. Some of Apis's mind is wanting to talk to these folk over here. 
But ultimately, Apis decides we're going to go talk to the Knights of Kavosna, the uh, the sort of town guards of this um, this town. It doesn't take you long to get to the um, the headquarters of the Knights of Kavosna. You can see that there's uh, well, when you go to head in, you can see that the doors are locked, the front doors are locked, <clears throat> and there are a few people outside, a crowd of people that are boom, 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 banging on the door. No uh, knights are around in your immediate vicinity. But you can see knights on the street, like towns guards that don't even have cloaks yet, like to uh, indicate that they are squires. They're they're sort of one of the lower ranks of the knights of Kvasna. You could ask them, but they'd they'd not likely know all that much more information. I know Mel's still with us as usual, but what whereabouts is Briar? Uh, Briar headed off back to everybody but you. Headed back to the town after the fight was over. Ask why they're punching the door. So you ask the crowd, like, what 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 are you what are you doing? And uh, one of the guys says. Uh, nobody's answering, and we need answers about what this, what's going on with this dragon, and why we're not being allowed to leave the town, and what they're going to be doing about it. And there's nobody bloody answering. Let's go speak to the knight. So, so we approach a knight on the street we don't recognise. Uh, let's see, who is it? Uh, it is a woman, and let's roll on my random NPC generator chart. Uh, 7.22. 7.22 is going to be a rarer one. 722 is a rock gnome. There's quite a few rock gnomes in this uh, in this town. I've um, the the generator has rolled gnomes quite a few times. So I'm going to say that's kind of uh, that's kind of helping me to build the lore of uh, Fondug. Fondug is a relatively higher, uh, much higher than the average on um, on the population of gnomes. So you approach a um, a rock gnome woman who is uh, clearly a knight of Kovosna because she's um, currently sitting. Uh, on a <clears throat> on the curb of the uh, the street, uh, with her arm around a uh, a crying boy, a young human boy, um, and the arm that she's got around her, uh, the the boy has a leather bracelet, a, bra- a leather uh, bracer on with the symbol of the Knights of Kavosna. Uh, you know that the squires, once they're inducted to the Knights of Kavosna, they're given this bracer, but they're not given a cloak until they reach the badger uh, rank. So you walk over to her and you say, um, "Sorry to interrupt you." Uh, uh, I just want to know, and she says, uh, I, "If you wouldn't mind, I'm just dealing with uh, Kevin. Um, he's he's lost his parents. So if you if you wouldn't mind." And she's kind of like trying to dismiss, um, and she's just trying to comfort uh, this little boy, Kevin. Um, do you do you push the matter, or do you try and find uh, a, a knight that's not um, not busy with something? Because finding a knight that's not already busy is going to be pretty tight, pretty tight here. It'd be funny if they're all at the mayor's. Find the mayor, move on. Alright, so we move on. Um, Alright, uh, sorry. I uh, hope you find your, your parents, Kevin. <laughs> She's sort of like, they're there. And we, we, we walk off trying to find what's going on. Eventually, just to um, to sort of cut to the chase, you, you encounter a similar thing a couple of times. Knights who are busy with trying to uh, deal with small, putting out small fires, essentially, like not literally, putting out small fires of like talking to people, calming people down. Eventually, you see um, a, a a stockier human man um, walking back over to the knights' hall, and he kind of, and as soon as people see him coming, they're like, "What's why? Why is it locked? You shouldn't be locked on a time like this of all times. We need the knights." And he says. It's it's locked because uh, we don't have anybody on the reception right now. Okay, we don't. We, every every night that there is available, even those who aren't on duty have come on duty to try and deal with this problem. Okay, uh, I've just woken up. Uh, I'm on, I'm meant to be on on the night shift. I was woken early. 
we're dealing with this as quickly as we can, okay? We don't have anyone to answer the reception desk. Um, we Please try and uh, take a breath and calm down. So we walk back over to this group hearing that he's taking authority and we say, like, what's, what's going on? And he says, the situation as we understand it is that uh, the dragon did not abduct anyone from the town. The dragon flew overhead of, overhead of the town after attacking something south of town. People started to freak out and scream and, uh, and riot after they saw the dragon flying in from the south of town, but it seemed to be an intimidation tactic. The dragon flew around over the top of the town a few times before leaving. It seemed to be showing off the fact that it had taken someone from one of the farms south of town. That's all the information we have at the moment. Somebody in the um, in the crowd says, Did they attack the farms? Which, which farm? Which farm? We don't know which farm. We don't even know if it was a farm. It, the dragon just came to us from the south of town, uh, and before we knew it, it was upon us. Could it have attacked the, uh, attacked the, the greenhouse? There is possibility that it attacked the greenhouse. Why aren't we being allowed to leave? We, it is for your own safety that you're not being allowed to make rash decisions about your own safety. If you were to leave the town, you will be uh, you will be exposing yourself to the, the elements of the wilderness in the middle of the night. We know for we know for a fact from uh, recent reports from a certain ranger that uh, arrived in town that the woods north of here are dangerous. They held dangers such as bandits and manticores. There are half half green dragon uh, offspring of this creature lurking, ready to pick off people who leave. We are allowing, we are preventing you from leaving for your own good. If you should wish to uh, evacuate, uh, if you should wish to evacuate Fonderg at a later time, you are more than welcome to do so. But we are not allowing you to leave un un under the um, effects of such panic. We should speak up and try and calm the crowd. Do we do, uh, just put it like a yes, yes or a no, an up or a down? If you wish to, uh, do you wish to speak to the crowd and try and like calm them down a little bit? Do you want to say anything to try and like to chill the situation out? All right, there's a couple of pieces of Apris's mind that is wanting to to speak up and hold up the boar tusk and like try and calm the crowd crowd down. Say, look, I've just killed the boar. We're we're going to be safe here. But for the most part, Apis is quite a shy person, quite introverted, um, and. Uh, and so uh, the the majority of Apis's mind decides no, we're not going to uh, we're not going to speak up here. Um, so this guy continues to uh, to orate to this this small crowd of people that have gathered, trying to like explain the situation, explain that they're no longer in danger uh, tonight, and they will be in danger if they leave. Um, so just go back to your houses, get some rest, be with your loved ones. If you wish to stick around and hear more, then if you've got any questions for him, you can do so. But um, otherwise, what else do you want to do? Try and calm them with the panpipes. <laughs> that would really cause a riot. Go to the mayor and ask some things of them. We know where the dragon came from. Let's head to the greenhouse, greenhouse and check them. Ask if we can help. We still want a damage report. So we've got two options coming up in the chat quite a lot here. Go to the mayor or go to the PEA. The mayor... The benefits of either is that the mayor's going to be rather busy, but we'll possibly know more because people of authority will report to the mayor about what's going on. So it would be a more central source of information, less hearsay, less um, second-hand accounts, perhaps. Um, but they're going to be busy, so maybe they'd be too busy to, be, to meet with you or whatever. Uh, the PEA is the advantages. You might be getting a first-hand account of what the dragon actually attacked. You might actually see a crime scene. Um, 
but it's a 10 minute walk south of town, outside of the walls. With 57% of the vote, Apis decides we're going to go to the PEA, the Pankempuiren Emgelshed. We leave the mayor um, uh, to deal with the business the mayor's dealing with, and we instead decide to head towards the south of town. As soon as we hear from this um, this Knight of Kvosna that, uh, that the dragon attacked something south of town, we start heading towards the south of town. It's not long before we approach a very large crowd of people that are trying to leave the city gates. I say very large. The town, the town as a whole, is only about a thousand people, so it's not it's large for the town, but it's still only like a dozen people or so. There's a bit of uh, annoyance uh, to the point of perhaps getting to um, not quite riot level, but getting getting to the point of physical agitation, shall we say. And you sort of push your way through the crowd as best you can until you get close to the gates. And on on top of the gates are uh, three gates, uh, three knights of Kvosna, standing there, uh, just flatly refusing to even speak to people anymore because people are just asking the same questions. People are um, angry about the same thing, just using the same arguments. You should leave us. You should leave us. Angry, not quite mob. Yeah. <laughs> um. You should let us leave. Open the gates. Let us leave. Get 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 out of the way. Blah blah blah. It's my choice to leave if I want. You're us. You're keeping us prisoner here. And the guards have just stopped responding. It seems at this point. So you approach the gates. The gates are locked and barred. Um, there's three guard, three guards standing on top of the gate. And as you've pushed your way to the front, you can see that there's another two guards standing in front of the gates. What do you want to do? Misty step to the other side. You can misty step to the other side if you want to, Brad Tom. Do the recognizers. Um, you try and catch one of them's attention. You're a dwarf and you're standing in a mostly human society. Although, I've just established that there's quite a few rock gnomes here. So so you, you get to the front of the crowd where there's an angry rock gnome guy going, You should let us leave. This is ridiculous. You can't keep us prisoner like this. I need to get home to my family in the mountains and blah, blah, blah. And so you stand behind him where, where you can be more easily seen and you kind of like get attention and be like, Excuse me, excuse me, just over here. And you see one of the guards turn and look at you and there's... A, a slight recognition in the face. Um, Ipis, I've, I've been helping the town with things. Is there uh, possible to... And Mel flies, buzzes over as well, which gets their attention pretty quickly. So could, could I... I just need to get to the south, and, and the guy says, sorry, nobody's to leave the town. Especially not to the south. Why especially not to the south? What does that mean? What does it mean? It means, it means that we're, they're going to keep us here prisoner until we all get eaten by bloody dragons. The more people there's here, the less likely they're to get eaten. They're just going to send us out one at a time. I heard they sent out somebody this uh, this evening to get eaten by a dragon, and the dragon still took another one. We're going to be sending people out to their deaths for the rest of the... This is ridiculous! We should not be sent out to our death like lambs to the slaughter! We should be allowed to leave... There's just a lot of confusion, and you can see why they're not going to open the gate for you, because as soon as they open the gate for you, there's going to be a rush. I need to report to the PEA. Um, it seems actually I'll make a I'll make a persuasion check to see how sort of assertive you are being uh, to see if they can hear your pleas over the rest of the crowd. <coughs> nat one, <clears throat> with a nat one on our persuasion check, taking it to a total of two, um, we are just we're being drowned out in the crowd. I need to take to the PEA. Um, and then, because you're like speaking up, other people are starting to be like, "Well, you got that? You got a green dragon?" And, and more people are even drowning you out because you're speaking up. Can they smuggle us through some small door? They, there might be ways to smuggle in or out of the city. You know, a particular uh, thieves' guild in town that might be able to smuggle in and out of the city. But that's, 
opening up a huge can of worms if you potentially do that. You could climb up onto the top of the wall and then climb down the other side if you want to, if you want to try and do that. If we misty step in front of this group, it could start a panic, potentially. Does anyone in the PEA speak Sylvan? Uh, yes, you know Polython does, and Briar does. You're not sure where Polython or Briar are, though. They both went back towards town. All right, uh, let's put a, a quick yes-no poll in the chat to uh, see if you want to use Misty Step to get onto the other side of the wall. It would be the easiest way to solve this problem, but you'd be using your last level two spell slot for the day. So um, it's up to you. It is late in the evening. You probably will be having a long rest at some point, but you'll be leaving yourself with only two level one spell slots for the rest of the night until you get your level, until you get your finish your long rest. An option if we want to is to stay in town and send Mel. Mel has our giant bee companion. She can speak Sylvan. She could get to the um, she could get to the the greenhouse and back again in relatively quick time, probably about ten minutes or so, uh, and then she could report back to you, who also speaks Sylvan, um, what she sees. How is Mel's health? I think she was on like a couple of hit points from memory because um, she got injured to the point of knocked unconscious during that fight, and then somebody brought her back with cure wounds or something. 83% of uh, Apis decides, no, we're not going to use Misty Step to get out on the outside of the gates here. Uh, we want to keep hold of that second level spell slot. Or perhaps we just don't want to be doing it in front of people here because this is a dangerous situation. We don't want to cause a riot or a commotion from people seeing us casting spells. All right, um, the next one, next poll then is a quick yes, no about Mel. Send Mel alone. <laughs> Look at that, fifty exactly 50-50 on whether to sell, send Mel. Uh, so, this uh, whenever it comes down to a 50-50 shot, we are torn about it. It comes down to a dice roll. Uh, because it's a Mel, a Mel decision, I'm going to use this honey dice. A Mel honey dice. If it is an even number, Mel is not going to go. If, if it's an odd number, Mel is going to go on her own. That is an even number. Mel does not go on her own. You tell Mel, you thought of think about it, you look up to, the, to Mel and you think, I don't want to send her on her own, it's too uh, dangerous for her. So we're not going to misty step over, we're not going to send Mel. What else have we got? Climb down, we could we could try and persuade us our way up onto the wall with the knights, and then we can climb down the other side with our climbing rope. We do have magic rope here, a rope of commanding, a rope of climbing. We can do. We can make it do whatever we want it to do, and it can definitely climb us down the other side. Let's sound the panpipes to calm the riot. <laughs> I don't know if you've been here before, uh, Medio Man, but our panpipes, even though we are proficient in them over by the tools there, there's a running joke that Apis is not the greatest with panpipes. We've we've rolled many a nat 1 and nat 2s on uh, on trying to play panpipes. So I think Apis would have stage fright in front of this this a crowd of this side trying to uh, calm them down. These guys were closer to where the dragon took the person. Can anyone here identify them? Uh, yeah, we asked that Sparrow. Um, because of the crowd, not really it's hard to get their attention. Um, I will just roll one more time to see if your since your directive has changed now, not to allow them to not to persuade them to let you leave, but now it's just to get information from them. I will allow for a repeat check of the persuasion check. That is a fourteen. Fourteen plus one persuasion. Um, that is a fifteen persuasion check. Fifteen is enough that you, after five minutes or so, you manage to catch attention of uh, one of the guys um, and say like. Do, do, do you at least know who was taken by the dragon? And he says, we do not know who was taken by the dragon. It was, all we could take, all we could tell was that it was a single person. And they came from the south. The dragon had them in the claws when they came 
uh, past the town. Yes, unfortunately, they it was too it was too late in the evening, and they uh, weren't expecting a dragon attack from the south, so it kind of caught them by surprise, and they did, they weren't able to tell who it was. Maybe the panpipes would be so bad everyone would leave. <laughs> it could could genuinely work. Who wants to uh, who wants to play the panpipes? All right, with two thirds of the vote, Apis decides for whatever reason. Apis decides I'm gonna I'm gonna play the panpipes. I'm I'm, I'm gonna, I need to chill out. I need to disperse these. And so you start to play. You start to play the panpipes. You um you get them out. You try and get over your nerves, your um your uh, um stage fright. And I'm gonna roll a panpipes check for you because you are proficient in it. You get a plus three. Because it's a performance check, you get a plus one. It is going to be a plus four total. Eight. <laughs> it is eight is below average, um, but it's not the worst thing you could have rolled. Eight plus four, twelve. With a twelve on pan pipes, for a normal person, this would be slightly above average. For someone who is proposed to be proficient in them, this is below average. <laughs> um, we play some relatively calming panpipe music. Because it's kind of right down the middle, it doesn't really have any effect on... It's not so bad that they disperse. It's not so good that they calm down. It just kind of... You just kind of play and add to the, the noise of the general kerfuffle. Um, there is a little bit of calming. Whether or not that's anything to do with your panpipes or whether the fact that time has passed now and it is getting darker and colder and so people are just kind of accepting that the knights are not going to let them leave and they're going to either go home or try and find other ways out of this, this, the town. For whatever reason, the crowd is slightly dispersing. Instead of like a dozen people, now there's like half a dozen people here that are the most stubborn ones that are like, you should let us leave. But overall, our panpipes are okay. I think someone once lied to us and told us we were good at panpipes. <laughs> yeah, we think we have proficiency in them. Turns out, like the last, the last twist of this campaign is going to be the fact that you've like been playing them upside down, and you realise, oh, is the panpipe meant to be played this way? Oh, wow, that's so much easier. <laughs> yeah, a high, high roll would have calmed people down. A low roll would have scared them away. So we hit the middle ground and do nothing beneficial. That's, it's still the, it's still the curse of the panpipes. The true heart of this story is learning to play the panpipes. The campaign ends with us giving an amazing performance. Yeah, that's the entire through arc of the, the campaign. So what do we want to do, everybody? What do we want to try? Do we want to try and get over this wall somehow? Do we want to go and find another gate? Do we want to go to the Thieves' Guild and see if they can smuggle us out somehow, if they've got some sort of underground tunnel system? Do we want to go back to the mayor and try and talk to them? Uh, do we want to pass without a trace and try and sneak past the guards somehow? I, I, I don't know. What, 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 what do you want to try? Uh, we're not out of spell slots, we're just low on spell slots. You can see the berries down there underneath our spell list. Uh, we've got two berries and one flower, meaning we've got two first level spells and one second level spell. Is it getting dark? It is definitely dark. It's about an hour It's an, about an hour after dusk. It's probably like 7 or 8 p.m., give or take, um, and it is definitely after nightfall. And raining? Let's see. What weather is it? It has been raining all day. Let's roll a d10 to see how rainy it is. Pretty low. Uh, uh, in fact, it would be it would be in the drizzle stage, essentially, just like a bit of light mist, a couple of uh, raindrops falling off of the eaves of the various houses. Um, the puddles are still sort of saturated, uh, sitting on saturated ground, but it's not really heavily raining at all. All right. Talk to the mayor. I'm seeing quite a lot. 
go to sleep and just have a long rest I'm seeing quite a lot is there anything uh, I've, I've seen a couple of people saying climb down the other side of the uh, fence with a ro with our magic rope meh long rest or rope those are the options what are people thinking meh 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 Most people say meh all right I'll just I'll put it to a poll I think meh has it at the moment but you never really know until you poll it you get to the uh, center of town easily enough you approach the um, the town hall you can see that at this late in the evening now, most people have gone, like even distressed and disappointed people, um, there's 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 a feeling of apathy has now taken over uh, the feeling of danger. People realize that it's been an hour and a half or so since the dragon attacked and the dragon's seemingly not coming back. They're satisfied with causing the devastation they did tonight. And so we just, there's just this kind of feeling of, people are just kind of wondering the streets there's gentle sobbing happening most of the knights have gotten most of the situations on the streets under control even the town square there's a few people there that are being a little bit vocal um, there's actually a couple of people like priests that are out on the street uh, orating the fact that these are the, this is the sign that the gods are angry with us uh, and that the second age of dragons is coming and uh, all this other stuff that you're hearing as you're going past um, we must repent to the, the the various gods. They're all angry with us. Uh, the god of... Um, uh, what's his name? Zegrub. Zegrub. Uh, this is Zegrub's doing, the god of devastation and destruction. Uh, we must appease Zegrub by destroying all those things we hold worthy. Uh, all those things we have put into false, uh, put upon a false pedestal as 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 it, idolation. We need to uh, destroy them ourselves before the dragon destroys them for us uh, to appease Zegrub and that that sort of evangelizing on the streets. But for the most part, everybody else is just solemn and apathetic. We arrive at the town hall uh, and we make our way up the ste steps uh, to the the entrance to the mayor's. Um, uh, officers and we see that there there are two knights on guard uh, you recognize one of them as Joey who is a town guard uh, badger rank uh, he wears a blue cloak signifying that he's above the squire uh, the squire ranking but below the ranking of Wolverine and he recognizes us coming and says um, ah Apis um, you wish to speak with the mayor you say yes uh, please Joey Right you are, and Joey turns and opens the door for you and allows you in and then closes it again behind you. You're let into the foyer of the town hall um, and you can see that the the door is open at the other end of the hallway, the reception area is uh, abandoned, um, but you can hear that there's voices coming from the hall um, of the mayor's office. So you walk forwards, you enter the office, and you can see that in the office is uh, Mayor Chuffy Gardens, the um, the male stout ho hobbit. You can see that there's Tammy. Uh, Tammy is the female human, uh, late middle-aged, uh, head of the uh, Artisanal Alliance, the one that was in the meeting earlier today. Um, Vala is here as well, the um, uh, the wizard, the head of the Arcanist's Entente, the wizard that, is, that specializes in blood and time magic. Uh, with a fire sort of focus. And there is also um, there is also Polython in there as well, who is uh, currently crying um, and sort of sobbing. Polython uh, is the head of the, um, the Pencampwyr in Anglesheth. 
the, the Druids Guild. We stand at the doorway um, and we're standing there listening as um, as the conversations are continuing. Um, it, we hear, uh, oh, oh, I should mention the knights are also in, t- in the room as well. Uh, the knights that we left here, we've got Pertrin, uh, Pertrin Dibblejibs with Leon Findlesmith Gregory Smacklebomb, who is a, uh, a rock gnome. In my world, gnomes have very fun names uh, and lots of them. So Pertrin is a male rock gnome uh, who is a high-ranking official in the Knights of Kvosna. He's sort of in the... Um, in the sort of admin side of the Knights of Kvosna more than a field knight. And Pertrin's the one saying, Um, look, on the, on the bright side, Palathan, uh, they won't have died in vain. The, the situation remains that um, every time they've attacked so far, every time we've got any sort of attack, we've managed to remove one of them from their, their army. Uh, he's, he's quite clearly a young dragon and hasn't had time to build up an army of sorts. And so, of... We don't know how many in numbers there are exactly, but we know that he's sufficiently lacking now. We've killed numerous, innumerable, um, uh, innumerable uh, uh, rats and squirrels, and uh, the the boar, the crow, the 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 bat. They've all been they've all been taken care of. Um, so uh, it, it, I don't know if that's any cancellation. There's just like you can hear um, somebody walk over and just and he goes, yeah, I'm I'm sorry, I'm being cold perhaps uh, I'm just trying to look on the bright side there's uh, a little bit of muttering <clears throat> a little bit of muttering that you can't quite hear do you uh, enter the room properly or are you just going to kind of stay outside and listen you walk in hold up the tusk one less dragon beastie yeah you walk in you walk into the room and hold up the tusk and say hey on that note and everybody sort of starts and looks around you say there's one less in his army and you show them the, the boar tusk. And you say, actually, make that two less in the army. And you hold up the crow feathers. Um, and Persian says, uh, yes, see, it, it, we, we are winning this war. He, he, if he thought he could take the town, he would have attacked us already. He's quite clearly going for an, a snatch-and-grab attacks situation. It, now is uh, more important than ever to keep the, the, the gates closed. And um, and then the woman speaks up, the one from the uh, artisanal alliance, the one the the sort of union of uh, merchants and stuff. She speaks up, says, "But for how long are we going to keep these gates closed? You've given us no deadline." And he says, "How am I meant to come up with a deadline for how long we're going to keep them closed? Because we, of course, we we need trade from the out, outside sources. We are not even letting the, the farmers enter the town." Well, because the dragon, for we know the dragon can polymorph himself into various different critters in order to have all of this offspring. For all we know, he's created himself into one of the cows that are being brought in from the farmers towards the butchers. Uh, next thing we know, we open up the farms to the... It's ridiculous that you would jump to that assumption over any any, any other possibility. He could, he could burrow under the walls. He could fly over the top. If he wanted to get into the city, he could get into the town. So why would he... Yeah, but we can't... We... We can't risk him getting into the... And then the next thing we know, the the, the, the butcher explodes and out comes a green dragon with the but, with uh, with old Mr... J- Mr... Um, uh, What's-his-face? The butcher in, in, in his claws. Um, and they basically have a little bit of a, an argument back and forth about the best time to uh, to open up the, the gates or not. What do you want to... What do you want to say? Or do you want to just stand and listen? We can't keep the gates closed forever. Well, we can't keep the gates closed forever. It's better to hit now when when he eats and can't transform. 
What do you propose? What are you proposing? You saying that we should go after him with a counterattack now? It's ridiculous. Most of our people are are exhausted. It's been a day of uh, of 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 terror and and uh, fright. Uh, people are we we wouldn't be able to muster enough militia to to go after him right now. We can we can track him using his child if we have to. You say uh, I've got a hunter's mark, um, which at this point would probably be fading because you hunter's mark lasts an hour. In fact, it was it's gone by now. Because your hunter's mark lasts an hour, you spent half an hour uh, hunting for your uh, your arrows and uh, feathers and things after the fight. Then you've spent at least an hour uh, in the town, like walking to the the Knights of Kvasna, talking to the people on the streets, walking to the south of town and talking with the guards there, playing the panpipes, and then going to the mayor's office. So it's been like an hour and a half since the fight, at least. Um, so your hunter's mark's gone, but you did for that for that first hour you did get a mental sort of ping of a direction that the rat was generally going uh, we did uh, hunter's mark one of the rats as it was leaving so i know the general direction of it and uh, and as far as i know we still have um old uh, darren the the half rat uh, back at the the um the pea and polython just kind of shakes her head in her hands would it be helpful to send out a scout while we sleep and prepare or something I mean, it's it's possible, but we need to decide on a. And the mayor speaks up and says, "Um, who are common harvester?" He says, "Uh, no, 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 no. Let's uh, let's all not get ahead of ourselves here. Everybody, take a seat. We're getting a little bit uh, heated up. As far as we know, we can assume that the dragon will not be coming back tonight. I don't know why we can assume that. Just Pertrin, please. From how the dragon has attacked, he's attacked once this morning. He attacked at dusk." He's quite clearly made his mark. He knows that if he doesn't uh, reassess and regroup, he's he's not going to have as successful a sneak attack as he. People are on high alert for him in all all aspects of the city now. So we just need to take the time to decide what to do. I'm afraid it's going to be a long night for the most of us. You uh, so everybody, please take a seat. And you say, Does, wait, what happened to the PA? Um, Polython looks cross and sort of just shakes her head towards you. Are you okay? What's what is that? And uh, and um, Vala, the wizard lady, says uh, the PEA was the um, target of his attack. Oh, I'm so sorry. So you take a um, take a seat at the table. Who is um? May I ask who 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 was who was taken? Um, now, can anybody remember? I always get these two mixed up for some reason. I, I don't know why. Maybe because they're both half humans, and I came up with them both at the same time. Charlie and Mark. Which one did I say was with us? Because one of them was back at the PEA, and one of them was with us, and I can't remember which was which. Does anybody remember whether it was Charlie or Mark that was with us at the? fight Mark was with us I thought it was Mark as well I thought it was Mark that was with us let's just go with that <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to retcon now if you go back and watch the previous few episodes where I've mentioned that uh, <laughs> it may be it may it may you may see a, um, a mistake there but for now let's go forward with the fact that it was Mark that was with us and it's uh, Charlie that was taken she, uh, Polython says, um, Charlie, Charlie was taken. 
and you didn't get to meet, you didn't get familiar with Charlie, but you know that uh, Charlie is a Briden, which is a, uh, a the name for a half human, half elf. Uh, Charlie was a Briden male, um, and he was of a relatively high rank within the the, uh, the Druids Guild. I, I'm so sorry, Paulson. She looks like she's like she's going to try and say something, but she just doesn't. So, um, I'm sorry that I'm late to the party. I was trying to leave towards the south to see what where he'd attacked and uh, before I came here. So, what have I what have I missed? Can we get me up to date? The mayor starts by giving a little uh, thank you for coming here. Uh, I, I know it's important. Uh, that we speak about these things and come to a conclusion without doing rash decisions yada yada he sort of like takes charge a little bit and then he says so to um to uh catch everybody up to speed this is the information as we know it if you wish to uh interject with um information that you deem that i have uh misunderstood then please uh, hold hold your tongue until I'm finished and then we can uh, go through corrections uh, as such uh, the scribe will have time to uh, to keep up with it and you see you turn around and for the first time sort of in the corner of the room having said nothing yet you see the same gentleman that you saw before who works for the uh, brush and quill section of the Art artisanal alliance um, and is sitting there taking uh, taking notes of the, the minutes of the meeting as it were so on the morning of Lister Day, the 12th of Altabris, the year 3993 AQ, a green dragon, now known uh, by the name Lucifreak, set off from Lannis Woods and arrived outside of the town of Fondurg. We fade out a little bit there as he, as he sort of gives us the uh, exposition of everything that had happened today from his perspective uh, with the knights and everything with with the dragon arriving and demanding sacrifice yada yada with the decision being made to blah 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 send out apis set a trap and then the trap not going not being successful yada yada around the same time as the trap was being sprung to the north of town lucifreak managed to uh, attack from the south targeting the greenhouse that acts as both the headquarters of the Pankampur in Emgelshed, as well as the place of worship to Yulashti. This attack had him crash through the premise and attack and take away one of the Pankampur in Emgelshed, the young man known as Charlie. This attack was witnessed by another of the Pencampwyr in Amgolshed, a wood elf woman known as Ruan. Ruan has given us this account but is in dire shock and as such is able to speak only falteringly, understandably so, after such a um, traumatic event. Ruin is resting, but is otherwise uninjured. It is also said that during this attack, 
Lucifreak took out his anger on his surviving offspring there, the half-green dragon rat that was in custody, before flying away with an unconscious, possibly deceased Charlie in his claws. Zafreek took to the northeast, heading back towards the Lannis Woods. While at the north end of town, Lucifreak's children, the namely the half-green dragon boar and the half-green dragon crow, and many of the rats, were extinguished. And that brings us all up to date, I believe. There's a couple of people um, with hands up, and he was sat with you, Vala, and she says, uh, "I would just like to." Um, Correct a point on the uh, on the magic used to set the trap, and she goes through a couple like um, a couple of minor details that he'd gotten wrong or misunderstood about the the trap and how it was set and things like that, just so that it's it's uh, safe for the record. And then after her, he goes to um, he goes to uh, Polython and asks if she has anything to add, and she shakes her head. And he works his way down the line. Eventually, he gets to you and says, "Do you have anything to add, Apis Hive?" Uh, let the minutes recognize Apis Hive, a um, a hill dwarf uh, ranger and uh, and outsider to this town, uh, a traveling a traveling mer- uh, a traveling mercenary who has been invaluable in the protection of the town so far. Do you have anything to add, Apis? We have no evidence that Lucifreak kills the people that he takes. And the intelligence that we've gathered from the rat uh, that we had named Darren suggests that it might actually be keeping people alive as workers and trophies. So we might actually be able to save them still. The dragon anticipated our ambush and tried to spring our trap without casualties, but the headstrong boar attacked anyway. It was uh, spoken in uh, the draconic language from the crow to the the boar. That they were not meant to attack. Um, Pertrin speaks up and says, "Yes, this is uh, as I, ex- as I uh, have um, testified. This dragon is not to be underestimated in its tactical abilities. It seems like it's trying to teach that to its children as well, with varying success." Tell them what the crow said. Yeah, you fill them in on the the details of what you remember of the, what the crow has said. Uh, I also wish to. Uh, state that one of the green dragon that attacked on the north end of town uh, escaped us and uh, headed back home. I managed to mark it uh, with a with a, a, a gift from the god of hunting, Altimus, who allows me to better keep a track of, of the direction of my quarry. And uh, so I know the general gen, general direction of where in the Lannis Woods we should be attacking if we deem it worthy to do so. We should also be aware that the, rag, the rat that did escape may have information on our uh, attack tactics um, that he may relate to the dragon. Very well. Um, yes, the the fact the stuff that we learned from the dragon rat that we were interrogating um, earlier today that's all already been relayed to everybody. Um, it's just if we have anything new information about the fight that went down or what has happened since then. 
And if there's nothing, is there anything else that we we state an approximate compass direction, which is northeast um, of the direction it was going uh, to get to where it came from? With the information that we've gathered from Darren before his um, abduction or demise, um, it seems like we are looking for a place beside a river, uh, perhaps an old wood elf village, um, somewhere to the northeast in the Lannis Woods. I feel confident in my ability to track them if uh, if if we should choose that that is the direction we need we wish to go. How fast did it move? How fast did what move? The dragon or the rat? The rat was moving at a regular rat speed, about uh, giant rat speed, about thirty feet per round, sixty with a dash. If there is nothing else to catch them up on, he works his way around the rest of the people present asks them for their account of what happened. Um, the um, the knights that are in the room with you, um, well, those that were available, uh, they, they recount as much as they can, corroborate your story as much as they, they were there for it. And eventually you get to the end of the recounting of what, uh, so catching everybody up to date, essentially. And then it opens up into the part of the meeting, which is, what the hell do we do from here? And what do you suggest as Apis? There are a few suggestions coming from the various uh, NPCs in the room with you, but what would Apis suggest to do next? Uh, excuse me, Mayor, Mayor Gardens. Um, would you give me a pass to get outside of the gate to the south of town, e even in the event of a, a lockdown? Uh, it could help me to be able to come and go through the uh, to the to the Pen and Emgelshed. Uh, yes, right. I I could probably do something like that. I could have somebody. Um, uh, Pertrin, could you have my? Uh, could you have your your assistant uh, write or something for the? He says, uh, uh, Cassandra. Um, uh, yes, I, when when I see her next, I can probably get her to uh, to write you a a little pass for the knights, the guards on the gate to uh, allow you out. You say, right? Thank you very much. He says, come by the um, the knights of Kavosna in the morning, and uh, I'll have Cassandra write you a a thing. We ask, we ask the group. Um, do we? Does anybody know? The extent of the dragon's polymorphin abilities, is it able to transform itself into humanoids like us, or is it just beasts? Um, and you ask around and Polython, uh, let, me, let me roll for Polython, see if she knows. She says, I, I, don't, I don't know for uh, a fact, but um, the stories say that they can transform themselves without bound. They can turn themselves into whatever they, they should choose. I'm not sure exactly of the validity of it. So, just on that, if it is possible, we should come up with some sort of a password. There's something that uh, that we can say, like an identifying phrase, to show that the people in this room are actually the people in this room when we meet each other again. Of course, there's danger that one of us is actually already the dragon, if it's polymorphin his ability and you can tell the tent you can feel the tension in the room suddenly become thick and palpable as people kind of look around each other none of them having realized that uh, that possibility before but of course if we are all safe as I'm sure we are um, we could uh, we could always do we could always have some sort of a passphrase. Scout the location, <laughs> pan pipes. 
Do you know whether the dragon hunts outside of town normally? Uh, we don't know that. Do we have a range of dragon sense? We do indeed, dooming, dooming other pilgrim. We have an ability called Primeval Awareness. If we wanted to use that right now, it would cost us one of our two level one spell slots, but we would be able to specify a radius from us, and we would be able to specify a particular type of creature, dragons for instance, and then it would ping if there is anything that classes as dragon within that radius. Do we know enough about our favoured enemy to know he's not a humanoid? Um, we don't know that much information about them, unfortunately, S2 Saint. We know enough to, to like be able to track them and things and know relatively, uh, relatively lots of information, but we don't know about dragons enough to know whether they can become humanoids or not. You know that the stories often claim that they can, but the st stories often claim that they're like the sides of mountains and things as well, so stories can be quite easily exaggerated. Should we sense for dragons in the room? What do people think? Can we just say a word in Draconic and watch the reactions? Uh, you can do so, yeah, Drek. You um, at the table, you say you sort of slip into the conversation. You're saying, so of course, so if we needed to, um, if we need to identify ourselves in future, we could say a passphrase of some kind, like, uh, and then you say in Draconic, "I know you're here." Um, and you quickly sort of look around, and uh, and to everybody else, it sounds like um, we could say a phrase like, um, and there's sort of like a I'm going to make an insights check on your behalf to see if you've managed to trick any of them into sort of revealing themselves with a tell oops bounced out of the tray so I'll roll it again because it's good because it was a 7 uh, is that one? that's not cocked it's a 4 a 4 plus your insight you are not proficient in insight so it's just a plus 2 from your wisdom that's a 6 uh, with a 6 insight you look around and there's confusion, kind of slow head turns towards you as you speak draconic in this room after just suggesting that one of you might be a dragon. And the tension, with the six insight, it's still enough to uh, to tell that the tension increases, but it is not enough insight to see if any of them have given themselves away as a, as a tell. Maybe not that phrase, though, whatever that was, one of them eventually says. So do we want to, uh, and, and and then we re immediately regret speaking <laughs> after making these people probably think that we're a dragon in disguise. Um, we're an introvert, we always regret speaking. <laughs> All right, so uh, yes or no, who is in favor of using primeval awareness? I'll put it to a poll. If the dragon is polymorphed, will we still detect it? Who knows? All right, with 79% of the vote, we uh, Apis decides, yes, we're going to cast Primeval Awareness. Now, is it a visible casting? So the way I have described it before is that Apis is tuning into the feelings of what it feels like to hear about these creatures in stories, what it feels like to encounter them in real life, how it, how it makes your body feel to be in that circumstance, and they're feeling whether they feel that way whether there is something unnatural or whatever in the room that's making them feel that same sense. So it would be visible in the sense that you would be like focusing, you'd be closing your eyes and like focusing in on certain things, but it wouldn't necessarily be obvious what you're doing. So you could theoretically get away with casting it without anybody know knowing what you're doing. You would just be doing something. Make it look like we're thinking really hard. You can, it is possible for you to hide it off as any of these other things. But whether we want to or not, whether we, whether we want to just come clean and say, hey, 
By the way, as a ranger, I am imbued with this ability from the gods, the gods of the hunt and whatnot, to suss out whether creatures in the room are this or that or the other, blah blah blah. Here's what I'm about to do. Do we want to come clean and say it, like right up the top, or do we want to try, try and secretly do it? Alright, so 78% of Apis says no, we're not going to hide the fact, we're going to come clean and just tell them that fact. And as such, we also use the, use the opportunity to explain why we just spoke Draconic to them. So after there's a little tension of them looking at us like, what the fuck was that about? And some of them, you can probably tell, are thinking, oh god, this is where we find out that the ranger, this outsider ranger that that has just come to us as like this helpful sod, is actually the dragon. And of course, you can't be because you were at the north end of town when the other one flew overhead, so unless there's two of them. So logically, it wouldn't make sense, but in the moment of, oh god, what if Apis is the dragon? You can tell that that's going through some of their minds, and so you say, I'm sorry, just to clarify, I spoke in Draconic there, uh, specifically just to see if I could catch any of you out. I wanted to test to see if any of you understood it um, and reacted accordingly. Uh, it was a simple it was a simple test for my own peace of mind to see if I could catch any of you out. But to be sure, I as an as a ranger and a, a follower of uh, Ultimate's the god of the hunt, I have an ability to sort of tell whether or not the creatures that I'm hunting are within a certain radius of me. I'm going to use that ability now. It doesn't. It's not dangerous to anybody. You won't even notice that it's happening. I just can kind of tap into a level of uh, understanding of the world around me in the immediate vicinities. And if, as long as none of you are dragons, unless any of you want to speak up now, and there's kind of like a shaking of heads then you shouldn't have anything to worry about and you close your eyes after a big deep breath and you focus on what it felt like to be staring down at the drag half dragon boar what it felt like to be chased on the back of a wild shaped briar away from a half-dragon bat, what it felt like to be breathing in poisonous fumes that were vomited onto you by half-green dragon squirrels and rats. You tap into the sense of anger that you felt, the iration that you felt coming back to your town of Shafgushal and finding it utterly destroyed by uh, a very old green dragon. And finally, you tap into the feeling it fe that you felt when you saw, for the first time, Lucifreak flying over the town of Fondurg, landing just north of the walls, and speaking to you. How it felt to allow that deep, resonant voice to echo within your own body chambers. The power and bass that you felt pushing into your own body from just sheerly the force of his own, his voice. It's an interesting fe feeling of anger mixed with purpose. You've dedicated so many years of your life now to studying dragons, to the point where you've even learned the way that they speak. You know dragons. There is a sense of 
purpose to your life to take out, to have revenge on the dragon that destroyed your hometown. And as much as you can remember what all of that feels like, you don't feel it. Nowhere within the radius of the room do you feel any of that sense coming from any of them. So unless any of them have a way to hide it, you're pretty pretty sure at this point that none of them are a dragon. And doing so has used one of your remaining spell slots for the day. So, you are in the mayor's meeting. You are pretty confident for yourself anyway that none of these guys are a dragon, but you've kind of done some suspicious stuff in the room to make people potentially suspicious of you being a dragon. What do you want to do about that? Anything? Ask if they want proof. So we share our results with the room. We say, I'm confident that none of us are dragon. I don't get the sense that I get from a dragon in this room. You, with your insight, plus two insight, you get a pretty good read of the room that there are a few people uh, who would be In fact, these people are high enough up that they probably wouldn't be disrespectful about your abilities. It would be the it would be the Artis artisanal alliance lady. Um, the lady from the artisanal alliance is probably Tammy. Is probably the one that um, that you get kind of like there's a sense of rolling her eyes about like, oh, the one person that we don't know, the one mo most outsider of the group. Uh, the one that has brought us these dragon troubles in the first place and then just spoken draconic is also the one that we're meant to be believing that um, it's kind of all of that kind of tied up in this sort of like eye roll but she doesn't say anything if there's only one dragon it's now either apis or nobody true so at least you've at least you've narrowed down suspicion across each other like now now everybody's suspicion is either on you or no, not at all so at least you've focused you've you've narrowed down some suspicion do they know that we're from Shafgushal? Um, I'm losing track of who knows what about Shafgushal now. I don't believe... You don't tend to go around telling people that um, in the past when given the opportunity. Apis usually votes to not uh, tell people. And so I don't think that these guys know that you're from Shafgushal. Can anyone in the room cast a spell that makes us tell the truth? Uh, you ask that and you say, if you... Um, I understand that this could look suspicious on us. If we... Um, if we have anyone here who can uh, detect whether or not I'm telling the truth I'm, I'm more than willing to subjugate myself to that I, I will subject myself to anything that you can do that uh, forces the truth and they kind of all look around and and the mess says uh, I don't think that's quite necessary I I for one trust your word Apis uh, for one thing we know that the dragon was in a different place to you and both were seen at the same time so if you are uh, in cahoots with this dragon, then you're either you're either uh, are who you say you are, but just with false motives. Or there's two dragons, in which case we're screwed either way. And he kind of says that with like a a, a, a sort of um, a, a laugh that that indicates like a if if that's the case, then who who cares? <laughs> like there's nothing to worry about. Because if there's two dragons in the, the, the mating pair or something, then 
whatever when there's nothing we can do about it anyway didn't we mention it in the first meeting the town we're from maybe a session i can't remember you can mention it again now if you want dug ourselves into a nice little hole we did a little bit yeah why would we even propose a password and tell everyone we suspect this no one was even thinking about it if we possibly would have been in the clear that is true does anyone of them knows something about us from our past that could tell them about again as a proof that it's really us or they don't know us for that long none of the people in the room really know you that long no um you've you've only met them since arriving in fondog and you arrived in fondog like three days ago at most can't remember exactly how long have you been in fondog um oh no actually you were here for the five days of level up so training with sam level up day one visit the knights hand over the doll set off in the morning so we set off on the fourth fourth of Altabris. it is now the 12th so we've been in uh, we've been in um in fondog for about eight days so one week we've spent one week in fondog a drag uh, a week is one uh, uh, eight days in my world everybody knows dragons can't play the pen pipes <laughs> natural one <laughs> and they're like he's a dragon he's th they're, they're a dragon they've just said it all right can we make a persuasion check see how well we managed to persuade them let's do so let's see how well we managed to persuade these guys that we're not actually a dragon in disguise that was cocked six plus our persuasion of one is a seven seven unfortunately we're not doing a very good job of uh, of persuading them but they're also not just like attacking us they've they they are who they are what they've said they are they're they're, they're suspicious but rightly so you, you've given them reason to be suspicious but they're not acting on that they're not locking you up or anything or accusing you of anything They've, you've just now brought it to their attention that the dragon can pull him off and as such he might be doing so so you say right um we should definitely come up with some sort of a password though um i understand if you don't trust me and you want to come up with different passwords when i'm not in the room but uh i suggest the password uh narad narad Nerad is Darren backwards, and it's a sufficiently nonsense word, as far as I know. It doesn't, uh, it, do it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. Um, so Nerad, and everybody's like, sure. When we meet, uh, we say Nerad if, if prompted, and and that will uh, suggest that we are who we say we are. Very, very well. Now, what's uh, next order of business? Well, sorry, the mayor says. Next order of business then uh, is what to do about this uh, this dragon and counterattacks. Are we going to continue to uh, to to sacrifice people at dusk? And um, Pertrin says, "No, I don't. I don't think that's necessary." Uh, it, the dragon boar made it very clear today that um, that the the sacrifice was never his intention. He 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 wishes to take. He wishes to choose for himself. Uh, which people he ambushes and attacks. The main focus for us now needs to be to protect the town as much as possible, keep everybody together, nobody is to get on their own. The closer people can stay together, the more chance they have of of driving him away from his, uh, from his attacks so far. We can tell that he's cowardly. He has attacked only when there have been very few people around and very few defences. He even sent out his own children to die at the hands of uh, of our defenses uh, just to test their range. He doesn't want he doesn't want to risk coming in the range of the uh, the, the ballistas of town, 
as long as everybody stays within the walls, we should be safe. Uh, the next thing then is to decide when do we attack back? Do we do we just do we keep our defenses and hope that he gives up? Dragons are known to hold a grudge. Prothen says he will never give up. He, we have slighted him, and until he feels like he has repaid his debt to us, and we are paying him fealty as 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 his status demands, he will not go, give up until we are. Uh, subjects uh, until we are subservient subjects right then um, we definitely need to attack then so scouting scouting mission to try and work out where to, where his lair is and attack him where he stands once we've got the forces to do so Epis says I as I say I'm a, a, a capable enough in my abilities to um to scout out where this lair is, I, I suggest that in the morning after I've rested, I assist you with scouting. All in favour? He looks around and there's a few hands got. The um, woman uh, from the Artisanal Alliance, uh, Artisanal Alliance doesn't put her hand up, but everybody else in the room has. Right, you are then. Uh, Apis, we have much to discuss uh, amongst ourselves, but it's important that you were well rested for this scouting mission. Uh, you have a place to stay. Aye. Right. I. You may be dismissed to uh, to go and rest, and may Ultimes help you on your hunt tomorrow. Thank you. And you stand. And anything else you want to say as you're leaving the room before anything? Any last questions or anything that you have for them before you leave to go get a rest um, you say I'm so sorry Polython and then you say in Sylvan we'll avenge Charlie and she just kind of lightly nods um, so we head back towards the area of town where we see the um, uh, where we see the tattered page the inn that we're staying in um, and we let ourselves into our high, our rented room we've got uh, a bathroom that's a shared bathroom in this place so you, you head over there and you uh, you you wait your turn until it's free you run yourself a bath you clean uh, all of the day's sweat and poison and 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 blood and any so, any sort of damage or anything you sort of let it all soak away uh, you clean yourself as much as you can you hang your clothes up to dry in your room um, and your armor and everything your your leather armor lock the door <laughs> Put something in front of the door, a big piece of furniture, and then you uh, you went to you went to to sleep. You speak to Mel before you let Mel into your room. Speak to her, Mel. I've got some bad news. The dragon uh, it killed some of the flowers at the PEA. Yes, even the fun ones. <laughs> Mel goes, no, that is terrible news. Ah, oh, And then Mel curls up on the end of your bed. As we are getting ready for bed, we do have two more spell slots, a first and a second level spell slot. If you want to use them before you long rest, you can do so, but you will be keeping your you will be using up your spell slots and in the hope that nothing attacks you in the middle of the night or anything. If you use up all your spells right before you start a long rest, going, Oh it's fine because they're free, I'm gonna get them back anyway. Then that's all well and good if you complete the long rest without a um a hitch. But if you are if you are woken in the middle of the night by some sort of situation, as has happened in Twitch Tales before, it might pay to have them on you. Primeval for fiends at the maximum range. 
Anybody um, anybody in favour of using primeval awareness for any reason before you go to bed to look for fiends? Pray to Ultimas. Pray to Ultimas before bed. We could definitely do that. Sound the panpipes for a bit just to relax ourselves. Yeah, we've got a little bit of time. We could we could play the panpipes for a, lot, a while. All right, we'll um, we'll play the panpipes for a bit. I'm going to roll. Uh, it's a, basically a practice session. This is not a performance. This is a practice. Uh, in order to practice, to train something in my games, uh, you roll, you add twice your intelligence modifier, and then a particular modifier based on whether or not you're, somebody is teaching you something or that you're just teaching yourself. Because you're not learning from a songbook or anything, you're just teaching yourself. You're not adding anything other than just double your intelligence modifier. So you roll, add, add six, 11, you need a 12. So you do not manage to get any further in proficiency, in your proficiency with, um, with panpipes uh, on, your, on, your, on your long path towards getting double proficiency, expertise. You do not make any progress before going to, going to sleep. And there was an overwhelming no, we're not, we're not gonna use our spell slots, we're just gonna go to sleep. Take a 20 on prayer to Ultimas. Yeah, a proper long thank you. So we take 20 minutes, do what's called taking 20, do something where you can just like, if, if there's no, if there's no uh, detriment to failing the check, you can just try it again, then there's no point rolling until eventually you get a nat 20. You can just assume that you're gonna get a nat 20 at some point after rolling for enough times. So I'll take 20 minutes to, to, uh, to just have a proper meditative prayer to Altimers. After playing the panpipes for a bit and just realizing very quickly about half an hour into it that you're just not, your mind's not on it, you're not practicing anything, you're not making like active uh, progress. You put your panpipes away and instead you just quietly think. You get two of your arrows out, you cross them in front of you. You sit cross-legged on the floor and you pray. You thank Ultimas for the work that they did in tonight's ambush. You apologise to Altimez for not being uh, a good enough hunter to recognise when a trap was being turned on you. But you thank him for providing you with such uh, such powerful um, targets to hunt in the form of this, this giant boar and this giant crow and all of the rats. You thank him for the opportunity to hunt such powerful creatures you pray that he looks over your hunt tomorrow and guides your eyes to the subtle signs of passage of various animals through the undergrowth. Subtle signs of scratching against logs or displacement of bushes that haven't sprung back. You ask that he guides your senses towards uh, the smells of a, a creature moving past here in the near, near past. And you ask for his guidance and his blessing on the hunt tomorrow as you scout out the lair of this dragon. You thank him for his work and you place out one of the um, uh, one of the crow feathers that you've plucked from the crow. As you place it on the ground in front of you between the um, the two uh, the two crossed arrows. That's cocked. 18. Plus. So you place it on the ground in front of you. 
and as you do so you see that the bottom part of the the feathers towards where the um towards where the stem is i don't know if there's a there's a, probably a word for it that's not stem the 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 root of the feather is the part that would be a quill that, that you would write with a quill we are taking 20 we've taken 20 this is for something else you place it down and some of those feathers towards the the shaft of the the, the feather start to curl inwards almost as if they're being subjected to heat they start to curl inwards uh, all the way down the shaft and then the uh the the shaft of the feather seems to straighten out the feather itself seems to straighten out and the tip the shaft of the the uh, arrowhead uh, the the shaft of the um uh, the sort of the quill tip becomes sharpened and pointed and sort of sprouts out to the side and before long you're looking at an arrow that is created by this uh this crow feather and then it seems as though it's been fired from a bow one second it's there and the next second it's gone and you feel like Ultimas has heard you and has granted you some of your blessings and the form that that takes we'll we'll see then you go to sleep and your long rest And because you chose to pray to Altimus, the god of the hunt, and that was not something that was necessary for you to do, but you chose to do so anyway. I'll give you inspiration for that. And in the morning, your lucky horseshoe resets. As does, as do, I guess, all of your spell slots. You have four level one spell slots, two level two spell slots. You have all of your health back. You're at maximum hit points. You have maximum hit dice. You are not defeated or attacked or anything during the night. Nothing breaks in or prevents you from achieving your long rest. So in the morning, you wake up, you grab your uh, your leather leather um, armor. You place your armor on over the over your undergarments. <coughs> you grab your 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 chest of drawers and drag it back to the side unlock the, the door of your uh, your rented um, chalet here at the tattered page and you leave the room you head towards where question mark what is what is your intention when you go to the knights you needed to um, you needed to get a note from Cassandra from the knights of Kvosna, the uh, receptionist girl um, to leave in order to get out of the town you need to go to the mayors in case they in case they need to debrief you on what to do let's eat breakfast back to where we were at the mayor's place might have changed their mind about it after them after you left all right so you head to the mayor's place <clears throat> you head back towards the center of town as you get towards the center of town um it's sort of early morning it's early light you woke just before dawn um so by the time you've got dressed and everything it's just after dawn and by the time you um arrive at the town it's sort of into early morning and there's a bit of a commotion in town there is um there is uh, a, a a a bit of a crowd gathered and there's a bit of a, a bit of noise from lots of people's voices lots of talking you um approach this crowd and you can see that the uh the kerfuffle is because in the town square there is a 
um, a, a notice that is pinned to the side of the, um, the, the, the stone basin of the well in the center of the town. And, uh, and there is a couple of knights that are trying to, come on, come on, get back through, back through, let me through. And one of the knights grabs it and you can see him read. He looks over to the other knight, shows him. All right, uh, come on, disperse. It's just a, it's just a practical joke. It's just a little somebody's uh, bad, bad taste of humor. That's that's all it is. Come on, about your days, about your days. Um, and they manage to sort of disperse a, a few people. And you walk over, and uh, and one of them recognizes you. You you don't know him by name, but you've seen him on the gates a couple of times. He was one of the guards that you were talking to last night. Says uh, Apis, right? Say that's right. Says, what do you make of this? And he turns it around, and it's a piece of parchment that says. In uh, in ink, it's written in ink. <clears throat> Your debt to me is increased. I may have to increase my collection rate. Um, and on the base of the note, with the quill that it was uh, was written in, it seems to be an extremely large black crow feather. And it has been pierced through the page to just sort of hang off of the bottom of the note. What do you make of that? What do you say to it? You say... He'll pay with his life. Who's it written by? No, you don't recognize the handwriting. You say, where was it found? He says, I mean, just here. And he, you're standing by the well in the center of town, um, uh, right, right in front of where the mayor's town hall is, and where like, it's like a pretty big open space. It's not not far from where the Knights of Kvosna is. Sounds like we're running out of time. It's a good thing that we're going scouting tonight today. I'm going to find where he lives. We're going to get back our people. It appears the dragon has means to pass messages in town. I say that we don't... Um, well, that's up to you. Do you reckon Apis would try and keep this secret, or would you um, would you ask the guards to put it out there to make sure that people are aware that the dragon can hide himself in town, or, or at least have a messenger in town? Were the gates all closed last night? And the guards say yes, the gates have been locked ever since yesterday morning. Either it's a joke and someone's trying to cause more chaos, and your mind goes to the thief and the thieves guild that potentially might benefit from chaos and people leaving their homes at a, at a rush they might not take with them their belongings which the thieves could then utilize or maybe he sent one of his treasures one of his uh, humanoids to write the message for him or perhaps he polymorphed or he has an ally on the inside of the town Keep it secret, but tell them there. All right. So we um, we say, listen. We'll I th- I th- I say I say we um, we keep this uh, we keep this a secret for now. Um, I'm gonna talk to the mayor about it and see if it changes any plans. But I've I've got the plan. I've got plans to head out into Lannis Woods today and see if I can find where this cre- where this bastard's coming from. Right, sure. And the guards will um, roll it up and they'll give it to you since you're going to the mayor's anyway. Apis walks into the town hall and uh, and past the receptionist explains that they're here to meet with the and he says yeah um, yes I uh, I believe Mayor Chuffy was expecting you and you walk past the receptionist into the hall with Mayor Chuffy and um, and in the in the hall with Mayor Chuffy this morning is a very tired looking Chuffy a very tired looking Pertron um, a very tired looking uh, Nathine Nathine is one of the um, the Wolverines of the town. Um, and a tired-looking Nambra. Nambra is also Wolverine of Town. Uh, also in the room are a couple of the other um, Knights of Kvasna that you haven't got the names for yet. A rock gnome called Yibble, 
you haven't met her yet, and a rock gnome called Ellie that you um, that you did fight with yesterday. Uh, yesterday, fight alongside, I should say. Um, it's quite a lot of knights in the room, and um, and there's discussions. Uh, sort of, they're all kind of crowded around one end of the table, just like I don't know. It, it, there is no possible way that um, there's. No, I, I don't. Know. She she wouldn't have. It's not possible that she. Um, uh, She's le- she's she might have gotten lost. Uh, there's also a chance that she should she's been abducted in the in the. They see you enter and Apis, hello. Um, what can what 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 is it? And uh, and you say um. Just outside right now, there's a note pinned to the. What's going on? Nothing. Um, what is it? There's a note. Uh, pinned to the the well outside, uh, and you hand it over. They read it. There's a sort of a collective sigh, almost. What is it? Is somebody missing? Cassandra hasn't been seen for over a day now. Cassandra, for anyone who has forgotten or is new, is a about a fifteen-year-old uh, human woman who works as a receptionist in the Knights of Kavosna. Right, where was she last seen? In the chaos of the town yesterday, I she went to uh, deliver the message to you yesterday. Uh, brought you to the mayor's meeting, and then in the day she was busy with other tasks. I suppose uh, we, I don't know. I think it seems like the dragon perhaps has allies in the town. Unfortunately, that's the conclusion that we're coming to as well. If the dragon's taken her, would he he would try for everyone to see it to scare people? Potentially, yes. You say that. You say if the dragon's taken her, why would he have just taken her in the night? Like his his mo to this point has been to scare people, to 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 make people. Yes, I. Wondered that, but uh, that's that's why I thought that she hasn't been taken. But at the same time, it's also just as scary to not know where the danger comes from, to, to believe that this dragon can take you even from within the city walls. Chuffy, I need to stress that we cannot let this information get out to the public. At the moment, we are only keeping people in the walls because they believe that it is the safest place for them. We believe that it is the safest place for them. If word gets out that they're not even safe within the city walls. Fondag will be a ghost town within a week. He nods and kind of considers it for a second. Yeah, sneaking in at night and kidnapping someone is pretty scary, so I think that may well be a, a part of the tactic as well. So, um, this scouting mission, is it still a go then? Uh, if, he, if the note is correct and he is increasing his collection rate and we're not safe in the town, I need to find him as quickly as possible and we need to deal with him. The mayor says, Yes, I'm absolutely in agreement there. We uh, we need to set you out as soon as possible. Uh, we need to have as many people going as we can, can for safety, but at the same time have as few people as we can for safety, for, for uh, being able to scout quietly. If you're confident in your abilities to get in and get out unseen, uh, then you should go alone. If you believe that you need assistance, then we can find people that are appropriately talented in their uh, stealthish ways uh, to assist you the uh, the choice is yours so it's up to you guys um what do you want to do do you i mean it's you and mel obviously 
do you want to go with anybody else? Do you want to take anybody else with you? There is pluses and minuses to it, obviously. The pluses are that you've got more backup. The negatives are clearly that there's more chance of failure on stealth rolls and things. More of you will be rolling stealth rolls. More of you have a chance to actually be seen. You can't just, like, if one person can be invisible, then, you know, that's one thing. But if, if lots of people are there and they can't all go invisible, it's another thing. Obviously, there's more chance of being caught and less stealthy if you take more people. If you meet things on the way, which you probably will, you'll be able to stealth past them quicker if there's only one of you. But you'll be able to fight your way through them quicker if there's more of you. But it won't be stealthy if you fight. So lots of options. It's up to you. What do you guys think? Should you go alone? Should you not? Have you backup? Have backup hiding nearby? Go alone. Take the gnome druid. Uh, the halfling druid um, who is who was raised by gnomes. Um, Briar. Just you, Mel, and Briar. Password Letter Trace does cover the whole party, but only if they're within 30 feet of you for the whole time. So the more people there are, the more chances there are that one of them's not within 30 feet of you and is, does not get this Password Letter Trace thingy-bob. Another downside is more of a mechanical level. The more people you take with you, the more NPCs that I have to deal with, and the longer that combat, any combat takes, because I have more NPCs to deal with. Briar can wild chip into a mouse and live in your pocket. That is absolutely a, a thing that she can do as well. Get as much backup as possible. It's not going to be very much of a stealth mission if you take an entire town of a thousand people with you, Norakai. The point of this is not necessarily to get in there and kill him. It's to get to find out where he lives and what sort of army he's dealing with. And kill him if you can. But uh, you don't. You don't have to. That's that can be for another day. You need to sort of. It's an it's an information gathering reconnaissance mission. Take all the NPCs, make Robert deal with all of the different accents and all of the different personalities and all of the different roles. And forget about all of them. Where's Mr. Where's, where's Master Padrick during this encounter with the giantess? He's on the ship somewhere, I don't know. Take the A-team, Briar, Apis and Mel. Alright, I'll put it to a poll. And with 63% of the vote, almost two-thirds of Apis's mind decides... I don't want to go alone. I've seen what this thing can do to single targets, and we'd we'd be much more uh, our chances of survival go up with number quite dramatically. And so you say, I'd like to take Briar if I can. She knows the woods. She knows the animals. She can talk with them. She can talk with the plants. She's useful in a fight, and I believe that she can remain stealthy. And um, and. Uh, there's a bit of like who 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 what and Briar the little the little one with the with the crazy frizzy hair and the, oh the, the druid from the okay wasn't she taken no that was Charlie there's a, he's a bigger one that's a Briton fella there's, oh right yeah okay yeah yeah eventually uh, right yeah uh, yes uh, as you wish um, we'll get an we'll get a message to her and she'll meet you at the front gates uh, the northern end of, end of town um, oh I'll, I'll, on that note I said that I would get like I said that I would get um, uh, Cassandra to write you a note, didn't I? I, I guess I can write that for myself. Um, uh, <clears throat> can you ask Neilis on the front door, the, the, the receptionist, to, to bring me some paper? And you leave the room and you ask, uh, Neilis, is it? Yes? Neilis, can you can you grab some paper for um, Pertrin, please? Right you are. And he gets a piece of parchment, ink bottle, quill, takes it to you. Pertrin writes you a little note to the guards on the front, the, the northern edge of the, the town to say, uh, Apis, Mel, and uh, Briar are to be allowed to leave. Blah blah blah. He rolls it up. He signs it. Rolls it up. He doesn't have his um, sealing wax or his. Oh, he would have his ring on him, wouldn't he? It's um, 
It's usually in a signet ring, isn't it? The sealing wax things. Nealis brings in some sealing wax. Candle. There you go. Add that to the guys on the gate. What a perfect disguise for a polymorphin dragon. A shape-shifting druid. Yeah, a wild-shipping druid. Wouldn't it be wonderful if Briar was the spy? <laughs> um, so, you... Uh, you head out of uh, out of the, the the town hall. Is there any last preparations that you wish to do? It is still early morning. Is there any last preparations you wish to do before heading out on your scouting mission? You have all of your equipment that you can see below you. You have a couple of healing potions on you. You have your magic rope. You've got your net. You've got some rations, torches, empty vials. Um, anything else you want? You've got three different books. Uh, one on plants. One on potions. One on planes. Plants, potions, and planes. Those are your three books. So you've got some that sort of stuff. Yes, a weapon that's plus one, please. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Pray to Ultimas. We did pray to Ultimas last night, and we feel like conf we've woken up just like there's, a, there's something in the back of our minds just feels confident about our abilities to to track today. Can the Rebecca lady make us invisible again for free? No. Also, she greased up your bow and arrow, and you and you vowed through a couple of times nearly missing with the arrow that you were like, don't let anybody grease up the shaft of my bow anymore. Is there a place you can buy flasks of oil? There are, yes. So there is a general store in town, and there's a hunting shop in town. There's a few different places you could buy oil. Um, probably not from the hunting shop as much as... I suppose it is like a survival in the woods shop, and you'd need oil for uh, cooking and oil lanterns and things. So you could get it from the, uh, the hunting spot, Sam's shop, but you could also just get it from a general store or anywhere else um you probably even get depending on what type of oil you're after you could probably get it from the uh the kitchens of various different restaurants um but if you're wanting like an oil flask like a like a like something to put into a lantern something that's flammable highly flammable then you'd want to buy it from a general store yes yeah all the, all the stuff on our bow is cleaned off that was it was all just flavor it wasn't actually any mechanical difference to us do we have potions of invisibility in this campaign not yet we don't they're quite a rare item um I do use them in my games, but you don't have any potions of invisibility. Who wants to stop off at the general store and buy some flasks of oil? It's good to have as a flammable, like, smash something on somebody, grease them up, slipping slipping and sliding and greasing them up so that you can hit them with your fire arrows. You do have four arrows in your quiver that are um, fire arrows. They are regular arrow shafts that have been covered in the tar from a torch, um, so that if you dip them in flame, an open flame, you can set them on fire. They won't just light on their own, but they will they will be uh, flammable if you dip them in torch as part uh, dip them in a torch as part of an attack. Uh, yes, overwhelming yes. So you stop off at the general store. Let me grab the. Is it on this? Is it on? Is it on this? Am I accidentally showing off my custom made DM screen? Hmm. Let me see. Oil flasks. Oil flask. One silver piece on the inside of my. GM screen that's custom made for me. Whoops, accidentally showing that off. Um, one silver piece per oil flask. How many do you want? You have on your person 12 gold, 9 silver, 10 copper. How many oil flasks do you want? One, two, three, four, five, or more. Pretty loaded up. We have, we have, we have got quite a lot of stuff in our bag, and it's not just like magical inventory. Like this stuff has to be carried around. So clattering, clattering uh, too many glass flasks of oil might be an issue. 
All right, looks like time for a poll because we're not we're not in one mind about this. 57% of the vote says to buy three. Three flasks of oil it is then. So you buy uh, three flasks of oil from the general store on your way to the, um, the gate. And as you get to the front gate, ready to set off on your scouting mission, that, I'm afraid, is where we're leaving it for today. Thank you very much for joining me, everybody, and I will see you next time. That's all for this episode of Twitch Tales, but if you want to be there to actually join in on the decision-making, head over to twitch.tv forward slash roberthartleygm and click the little love heart to follow the channel. It's free to do, and it notifies you when I go live, so you can tune in to join the fun. I'll see you there.